we have members who are hesitant to implement their action items. And, uh, you know, we get them to, to flesh out the action item in the peer group where it's like, make it, make it not that it has to be a big, hairy, audacious goal every time, but make it be something of value that's tied to your, your vision of where you want to be as a company. It's something that keeps you up at night, but man, they just, they, they like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to commit to that. I'll, I'm going to make sure that we clean out the warehouse in the back by the next meeting. You know, it's like, um, that's not quite what we're looking for here, but you know, that'll work. But, right. you know, starting, starting an EOS system, it's absolutely daunting and can be overwhelming, but at the same time, oh my gosh, like you, how many times do you have to hear people say, how it's cha changed and transformed their life and their business. Like, at some point you got to drink the Kool-Aid, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, if you keep doing things the way that you've always done them, you're probably going to get the, the same results that you've always had. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. Peer Tech is a proud sponsor of Peer Talk. Are your results actionable? View your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. Peer benchmarking allows you to see your data like never before. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech. Today is a special podcast here on PeerTalk we are going to spotlight the different speakers that will be gracing us with their presence at the Meeting of the Minds on November 9th in lovely Scottsdale, Arizona at the Talking Stick Resort. The first up is John Janguinot from Renalmax. He will be presenting the end uh, speech of the day on the do's and don'ts of EOS implementation. For those of you who don't know, EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Organ um, Operating System, and that is from the book Traction. Uh, many operators in the rental industry are currently implementing EOS, and we're going to learn about what you should do and should not do while you do that implementation. John uh, is the president of Rentalmax. Um, Rentalmax was founded in 97 by Terry Hagee. It's based in Chicagoland area. There are currently 10 store locations, eight in Illinois, one in Indiana, one in Wisconsin. They have about 125 employees. It's 100% focused on equipment, contractors, and industrial. And John has been in that position since spring of 2018, running the company. Um, he is a Southeast Michigan native, so even though he's in Illinois, he seems to root for Michigan teams. Um, he also went to Purdue University and uh, Indiana University for his MBA. Um, came to Rentalmax in 18, as I stated. Um, he is a member of the peer group Premier and succeeded Terry into that position. Um, he started EOS in the fall of 2018, so almost from the beginning of when he took on his career with Rentalmax 
So it's about four years. He also uh, is involved with ARA leadership and is the ARA equipment um, SIG chair, as well as he is on the board of directors since 2021. So here, let's hear from John Jangwinat. That's my two cents. But why don't you go ahead and, and share with me some of the things you've thought about related to, uh, you know, EOS and how you've implemented it at Renomax. So when I'm thinking about this topic in the presentation, I'm trying to start with who's going to be in the room listening and what are they looking to get out of this presentation? And so I'm, I guess I'm thinking of this or those, the audience in maybe two camps. Um, one would be the company that's already operating on EOS. Um, and my, my guess is that there aren't too many companies that have been operating on EOS longer than bottom line and rental max. Um, I think all star had started it before we did. Um, so you have the, you have the, the business owner or leader that is operating on EOS, but maybe not as long as, you know, as we have. Mm -hmm. And then you have the person that is not operating on EOS, but is, you know, thinking about, um, you know, should we do this? And if we do this, how do we do this? What, you know, what can we learn from somebody who's been through it? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. So, um, you know, we've had the benefit of implementing EOS in probably 13 operations now um, that are rental operations. Uh, they elected to not go with an EOS implementer and instead have chosen to use myself or Terry Hagee or Phil Marrero or Lance Bull or any of our facilitation teams uh, that have gone in and done, um, you know, the EOS implementation for them. And what we do is we stay uh, you know, we're able to bridge it to discussions around rental, but, um, but yeah, there's going to be a number of people in that room that are just there. They know everybody else is doing it. They don't know why they're not doing it. They're trying to figure out, you know, how do I take that first step, that kind of thing. And then you have other people who've been doing it for a year and they are really questioning like, okay, am, am I doing this right? I think that's the big You'll see a lot of people in the room that are implementing EOS, and they definitely want to hear your your speech about it because of that, or the, your your discussion, because you you can freely use the people in the room to have a nice open session if you like. So that's good. Okay. The um, so then as far as do's and don'ts, you know, my feeling is to some degree less is more. Um, yep. I mean, I could probably list off a hundred do's and a hundred don'ts, you know, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much somebody sitting in the audience takes away, you know, I mean, at some point your head just spins, right? And yeah, yeah. Well, Good point. what, what, uh, like, what are the key, you know, do's and don'ts? So I, I was thinking about trying to limit it to something like five do's and five don'ts or so, you know, I started to make a list of the do's and the don'ts, and maybe you can give me your feedback on whether you think the, for do's, I have, number one, hire an implementer. Um, if you're, you know, if you're truly, at least, at least to start, 
my feeling is the companies that have been successful with it have hired an implementer. Um, and I can go into a little more detail on that. Um, do I say follow the EOS process? So, you know, I think if you're going to do it, you got to do it. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that following the process, the focus day, the vision building, you know, um, the, the rollout, so on and so forth, and then committing to the meeting pulse, um, you know, is, is so critical, um, I think, to the success of it. But then, you know, and I find this when I work with uh, a business, we the commi- committing to the meeting pulse, sometimes it's like you're surprised as an implementer to see them waver on that meeting pulse thing. I mean, I'm talking like everything from shifting days for when they do it, not committing to 90 minutes, um, having it fluctuate. Um, you know, what what tool do they use? I see people that are still using spreadsheets and they seem to be outdated and not updating. And I mean, so I, I would love to see you if and you do what you want, but I would love for you to emphasize the meeting pulse a little differently than even following the EOS process. It's just a, it, to me, it's an extra breakout of that. Sure. Yeah, okay. that's, I, I think that's a fair awesome. way of saying it. Um, you know, I, I had um, be transparent. So in terms of like sharing numbers, tracking, you know, tracking the right numbers, um, that was one that actually, uh, talking to Renee, he felt was really important. Like if you're not, you know, like we share a lot of financial information with our team, because if if you want me to go somewhere, but you're not going to tell me where we're going, how am I supposed to figure out how to get there? You know, financially, I know that Vandalia does a great job of that. Um, you know, I know others do a, a great job of that. So um, that was one of the do's was just to be transparent, share the numbers. I might be able to tie in something about like what you said about the scorecard um, into that. Um, I have commit to EOS as the long term operating system for the business that, you know, or, and this could also be a don't also I like don't look at EOS as something you're going to do for a year. And then all of a sudden, like it's not a it's not a flash in the pan. This is the fad, you know, this is you know whatever flavor of the month type of thing. Like it, it takes a long time just to get traction through the EOS process. But once you do it, you know, then it, it ramps up exponentially. So anyway, I, that could be a do or a don't. But the key oh, is that great. committing to it long term. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't even think of that. That's brilliant. Um, and then I did have to utilize a software to manage EOS within the business. Okay. Uh, you know, the, um, uh, you know, I know that there are changes going on right now with EOS worldwide and, and licensing. And I don't know what we're going to do yet. I mean, we've been on traction tools since the beginning. Now they're changing it to bloom growth. I don't know, you know, um, and I know 90.io is, you know, is going yeah. through changes. 
we um, went um we went from gosh we had like three or four months on my traction tools and then we moved to 90io and we've been really happy with 90io but just even some of the nomenclatures changing on it it's like uh where is this why what are they calling this now what's the new name for it and think that those could be helpful for um people that are already on eos and for people that are considering it correct some more than others so so yeah. that's what i have for dues don't um so i have don't announce the vision uh, or EOS to the company before you establish, uh, you know, before you establish the vision. I think I think getting through the vision building process and really having that proper um, core values speech is very important because otherwise you're, you know, it's something that's half baked and you don't know what, you know, exactly what direction, you know. The vision is is going to go and and i think you want it to come across as hey like this is we put a ton of thought into this and and like this is our vision for the company like this is not there's no gray area here this is what it is and this is you know and this is the direction that we're going you know we want you all to be on board and and we we need you know we need the team to do it but you know. Now, does that does that include uh, the values? Yes. Okay. Like, I, like, and I could share a way. I well, I could share the way that we were able to get input from our team on the core values without letting them know what we were doing. Oh, that's awesome. So I could I could do that. Yeah, that'd be great because um, I, you may or may not know there were several implementations of EOS where um, some of the values were making their way onto posters, and then the owner shifted on some of the values, and so they had to like reprint the posters. Um, so that was kind of awkward. You know, yeah. You're trying to get you're trying to get your employees to kind of memorize where these were, and um, had to make the shift. So right, right. And what and what's the what do you think is the proper time frame for, you know, is it ninety days? Is it six months? What's it What's that look like before you, you know, take it to that next step and and start to promote it? I mean, well, I, I mean, I think the um, the core values are primarily uh, initially it's it's critical that they're internal, yeah. and so we we did our core values speech within a couple weeks of finishing our vision building. So the vision building, the focus day vision building, that process takes about 90 days. So um, I think to me, that's the right time frame to, I mean, assuming that you have everything finalized, but you know, you should, you should be able, if you're working with an implementer, you should be able to, you know, um, get that done in 90 days. Um, and then I think you announce it to the team and then you can start rolling it out. Um, Okay, perfect. And I actually, I had, I had a don't, uh, like, don't try to roll out the, um, the meeting pulse, the rocks. Yeah. I wouldn't try to roll that out to everybody all at once. And I realized not that, um, so you're, you know, you're, 
you're introducing the core values, you're introducing, you know, EOS being the operating system for the company, you're introducing the vision, but until as a leadership team, you kind of work through the kinks and the understanding of how those, how those L10 meetings are supposed to run, how are you going to advise? You know, to, to me, that, that would be a case where someone tries to do it and roll it out and have, you know, five L10s and four of them say, well, these suck. We don't, you know, we're not getting value out of these just because nobody's really guiding them on how to do it. Good point. No, that's a good one for sure. Um, I have, as a don't, uh, fall into the pattern of consensus decision-making. So the, the idea is not to try to build consensus with EOS. The idea is to um, identify issues, you know, make sure that the right people have the opportunity to discuss those issues and then, you know, make a decision and, and solve those issues and move forward. Uh, no, that's great. Sometimes the integrator has to be the, the tiebreaker. But um, um, so I had that as a don't. I also had don't be aspirational. So <laughs> I realize that that's kind of general, but like when you're setting core values, you know, don't don't say this is who we want to be. I would say like this is who we are. This is who we need to be. Like I looked at core values as defining them for the organization, not inventing them or, you know, coming up with, you know, these these values that don't really mean anything for the people in the business. Yeah, we um, one one way you can get to the bottom of that pretty easily is um, we do this thing at the onset where we do employee surveying. And when we do the employee surveying, we ask them, you know, if if there was a lateral position available and you're contemplating leaving this company for another company, what would keep you here? And and why do you work here? So it kind of got them thinking about like, well, I have fun here and I don't want to lose that. I don't know what's on the other side of the fence, but I do know here's elements of this company. I trust the owner. Um, we have fun at work. You know, that kind of thing starts coming out. And so we we were implementing EOS at a place in uh, California and we added fun to their values because the owner and leadership team never went down that path. But we interviewed like, gosh, 12 people and like every one of them said, well, it's a fun place to work. This is still the place I would work because the owner's a fun person and da, 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 da. So that was kind of that was it. That was interesting to, to actually Im- impact their values. I, yeah. I'm not sure if I mentioned this one, but I think this is important. I think choosing the leadership team wisely um, and it's like starting, it's better to start small than to start big. I think, and I think Kyle would say this, I think when they first started, they had a pretty big leadership team. And, you know, and also I think, you know, he had someone that wasn't even a store manager as the integrator. And, I, you know, it's just, I think like, we started out thinking, oh, well, we'll have, you know, a couple store managers on our leadership team and we'll have, a, a, you know, someone from maintenance on our leadership team. And we, we ended up not doing that. This was just in conversations between 
you know, Glenn, I knew that Glenn and Brandy were going to be on the leadership team. And so we, we actually decided to start with just Glenn and Brandy, um, myself and Lee. And it was, it was the four of us. And, you know, then within probably six months, we added Doug. And then a couple of years later, we added Anthony, who's our director of business development. But, you know, we've still kept that. Um, we've been able to elevate people in other parts of the company and, you know, include them in L10s and so on and so forth. But I think keeping the leadership team small and making sure you have the right people on the leadership team is is incredibly important. No, oh, that's awesome. Going on around the country and, uh, you know, they talk about it in all the peer groups. So um, it's it's actually shocking to me that some people have been hesitant. And, you know, I'm in general, we have members who are hesitant to implement their action items. And, uh, you know, we get them to to flesh out the action item in the peer group where it's like make it make it not that it has to be a big, hairy, audacious goal every time, but make it be something of value that's tied to your your vision of where you want to be as a company. It's something that keeps you up at night. But, man, they just they they like, oh, I don't you know, I don't want to commit to that. Oh, I'm going to make sure that we clean out the warehouse in the back by the next meeting. You know, it's like um, that's not quite what we're looking for here, but, you know, that'll work. <laughs> But, right. you know, starting starting an EOS system, it's absolutely daunting and can be overwhelming. But at the same time, oh, my gosh, like you, how many times do you have to hear people say how it's cha- changed and transformed their life and their business? Like some point you got to drink the Kool-Aid, right? Right. <laughs> right. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, if you keep doing things the way that you've always done them, you're probably going to get the, the same results that you've always had. Your industry data like never before. Gain insights, view real-time KPIs, drive growth, unlock potential. When you join PeerTech, your data drives decisions. Why be satisfied with incomplete data when clear, responsive, real-time trends could be yours? Now is the time to start making insightful, data-driven decisions for your business. PeerTech. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.